Hey everybody, and welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomville. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Rand. It's a pleasure to be here with you, gentlemen. Hello. It's always a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Oh yeah, in the studio, 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 where oh. it's hot, hot, hot. It is. We don't have air conditioning. No. But free cashews. So we do, well, we have that air conditioning unit, right? Yeah, it's a very, very small air conditioning. Is it a unit. swamp cooler or is it a real one? It's a. Well, it's got. Yeah, I don't think it could cool a whole swamp. You know what I mean. Swamp cooler, though. <laughs> right, yeah. Like a cooler that you bring to a swamp. You don't full, know what I'm talking about. It's the type of... Uh, yeah, you yeah, know, those like, enormous outdoor air conditioning units that'll... For like an entire no, geographical you, you pour, region. You pour water into them. Okay, you pour water just, into them, and then you put it in a swamp, and then the water cools off the swamp. sports comedy podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, you guys know a lot about sports. I don't know anything about swamp coolers. Yep. So... <laughs> That's- I think that's, that's the premise. The podcast. Yeah. I'm excited for the show because we have Joe LaCava, oh. Tiger Woods' caddy on. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while since he was last on with the DUI. Oh, yeah. Tiger's yeah. DUI. Yeah. But now it's like the exact opposite. Tiger just finished second, almost won the PGA Championship. Yeah. Right? He's the, already the number two favorite for next year's Masters. I, I actually the, know about this because it actually <laughs> broke into television because it, it actually, the ratings for the event. Got a huge boost because of Tiger's performance. That's how it ended yeah, up on my that's, radar. That's how golf has been pretty much since Tiger Woods yeah, was born. Tiger gets on the camera. All of a sudden, everyone's like, I'm a boring person. I'll watch this. I'm you watch, you watch old footage. Tiger. Yeah, you watch old footage from like the 50s, and they'll be like, obviously, we're waiting for one Tiger Woods to be born in about 10 or 20 years. Oh, because they went to the Oracle at Delphi and they said that Tiger Woods was coming. (laughs) Your television ratings will increase dramatically. Jack Nicholas was false prophet. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm a false prophet. Right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What was that? Yeah. That was Jack Nicholson. Right. Jack Nicholas is the golfer. The bear. That, the golden bear, that's the right. Golden bear. Yeah. I want to say there was like a confusing two or three years when I was like seven to ten where I did not understand that distinction. Oh, I still mess it up sometimes. <laughs> I just yeah. assume they're still the same person. Right. I was just sort of like, I don't know why the actor Here's also plays golfing. golf. But... <laughs> that's terrible. That's yeah. terrible. No. Pretty good. I, I like that. That was pretty good. Yeah, Joel We have it. a wide world of weird sport. Goddamn right we do. Part two of our 30-part series. <laughs> it was, it's greatest uh, trash greatest talk. Greatest trash talk. 50 greatest trash talks of all time. And I, I seem to remember that Jordan and I were not too pleased with the first section. No, I agree. There yeah. was some some there was a couple hits, but a lot yeah. weren't trash talk. Yeah, a lot, but of a lot that clearly were not trash talk were just cool things that someone in sports has said before. Yeah. Right. Kind of snappy retorts. Ooh. Yeah. But not quite trash talk. I like snappy retort makes me think it's very vaudeville. You know. And nice. that's fine. Just say tr- snappy retorts. Sports is best. You're not snappy retorts. Get any clicks with snappy retorts. Nah, I click on snappy talk. retorts. <laughs> and news, news, news. But first, Johnny Manziel update, watch update. Johnny Manziel update, watch update. Brought to you by Manziel's. Put your man boobs in a Manziel today. And unbranded batteries. If you've got something that needs some power, use unbranded batteries. They run out real quick, but they're really, really cheap. So make sure you recycle your unbranded batteries. Don't have a label. Johnny Manziel's second CFL start better. Semicolon. 
Still not great. Oh. I know. This past week, everyone's favorite new CFL team, the Montreal Alouettes, Alouette. took on the first place Ottawa Red Blacks, which I confirmed is not racist. The Red Blacks? Yes. Is it a bird? <laughs> no. And actually, we have a couple. Cho- this is a choose your own adventure. Okay. I could tell you about how Manziel was 16 of 26 passing for 168 yards. Didn't throw an interception. Didn't throw a touchdown. Mm-hmm. He rushed for 36 yards, and he almost scored a touchdown. Wow. So I could tell you about that. Mm-hmm. Or I could read to you the open letter the president of the Ottawa Red Blacks uh, wrote to explain the team name. Yay! Open letter, open letter, right. open letter, open letter. All right. Did he, did he write this recently? Like... No. A lot of American sports fans have suddenly taken interest in our team. So uh, Jeff Hunt writes why this was chosen for the CFL team in the Ottawa Sun. First, we have to note the Ottawa Rough Riders mm-hmm. played in Ottawa from 1876 to 1996. Mm-hmm. Okay. So teams with the R, yeah, very popular. And it's- the Ottawa Red Blacks, this new expansion team, came in and had the intellectual property of the R and the logo. You know what's unfortunate? Oh, gotcha. That the Rough Riders ended right about the time DMX had his song, Rough Riders Roll. It's <laughs> true. Like, that came out right as that was ending, and that would have been their song. And it was a great story, too. I mean, yeah. the thing is, the team bus had really bad shocks. Right. Stop. <laughs> drop. Something, something. Open up. Top. When we announced we were looking for a team name, we heard from the universe. We had lots of suggestions. Sure. At an event we had at the Grey Cup, that's the CFL Super Bowl. It's called the Grey Cup. <laughs> really? That's such a bland name. It's Canada. Oh, that's fair. So in an event we had at the Grey Cup, a guy said, what about red and blacks? I said, red and blacks is a bit wordy. How about just red blacks? It was one of those casual conversations that was relatively unremarkable. I went from there right to dinner with some of my partners. I happened to be sitting across from Bill Shankman. I said, mm. hey, what do you think of the name red blacks? We call him Blunt Bill because he's not afraid to speak his mind. He immediately said he liked it. They should have been the Blunt Bills. What a great name. (laughs) There was a realization within our partnership group that the name only worked if we could come up with a logo that was appropriate. We had the name Red Blacks, and then we saw the saw blade, and it was like, aha, that's it. Their logo is an R that's surrounded by a saw blade. That's cool. The saw blade is a tribute to Ottawa's heritage as a logging town. The saw blade is menacing, scary. Wait until you see the image on a huge jumbotron. The logo sawing through the opposition's logo. Sorry, I can't say that. Wait, this what? Is, this That's, is him saying. They, is that how they trash talk every other team is yeah. by having it saw through what, their logo? Uh, when we got down to five names and conducted the focus groups, I remember our ad agency saying Red Blacks is the most courageous choice. What? How did these idiots get enough money to run a football team? Canadian football they team, They should have Joel. been That's the very... saw blades. Even still. Or even the loggers. Like, how great would that be if they were the loggers? I guess I'm more concerned about the ad agency. Well, I guess they're just yesing their client. But, right. Yeah. I don't want to get overly philosophical. Oh, phew. But when they said it was the most courageous choice, I said, maybe that's our first move as a football team, to do something courageous. What? I like that. We could have picked a name that wouldn't garner the same extremes of reaction. I heard people say it's a made-up word. I put that in the asset column. I didn't want a Me Too name. That like not the me. Oh not, no, no, no! This is this was written five years ago. Okay, like, okay. Like me too. Name and he goes like right. you know like the the voyagers or gladiators, you know, <laughs> or the loggers like or the saw blades. The <laughs> saw blades are super cool. We knew we could get a little more extreme reaction than if we pick something a little more vanilla. It's unorthodox, without precedent. 
I know we'll take Flack no matter what name we picked. It inspired emotion. We've seen that already. I hope that's something we stand for as a team. Huh. So if we're if we're tracking great moments in Canadian courage. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I actually missed an entire page in the article. Oh, however, <laughs> however, yeah. I, the only the only thing to say here is uh, this was they hired a marketing team called Downstream. They mm. did the names for him, right? And they they wanted to take a name that was authentic to Ottawa. Okay, translation, huge factor, right? Right. Ottawa is in Quebec. Oh, I see. Which is the only uh, bilingual. Uh, Ottawa's in Quebec, right? No, I thought it was. Uh, I think I thought it was like Ottawa- west of Toronto. I always thought Ottawa. Oh Fran- no, 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 no! Ottawa's no, no. French Canada, right? Yeah, for sure, because it's the capital. Yeah. Oh no, I know it's the capital, but I, I'm gonna have to look this anyway. Up. I, I thought for sure it was like north of Lake Superior. Translation was a big factor. Right. Okay. Sorry, grand facteur. Ah. <laughs> Uh, so basically, the so you know the Red Blacks translate Le Rouge Noir, Le Rouge et Noir d'Ottawa. Oh, oh cool. sacre bleu! I like Rouge zut Noir. Zut. He says here a little bit. They go when they had the five names of the focus groups. It wasn't just five names for the fake of it, for the sake of it. Every one of those names were seriously considering. There were the Black Reds, the Ready Blacks, the Red Black Reds, the Blackish Reddish, and the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> he also has a confusing thing here where he says, one of the things I did not know is in the mid to late 1870s, when the Rough Riders started, one of the thoughts is they were named after the Roosevelt Rough Riders. That can't possibly no, be true. It really, it really the Rough can. Riders were 1898. Yeah. yeah. However, remember the main. However, they did take People their... don't, by the way. No, oh, no sure. one does. You talk to people about the Spanish-American War, and they're like, huh? Well, DMX remembers. <laughs> That's the important thing. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Manziel's put your man boobs in a Manziel today. And lots of unbranded batteries. You can get them in packs of 530. <laughs> News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Cleveland Browns fans to get free beer. Yay! Hey, at least something's going right. Subheadline: free beer is contingent upon Browns winning a game. Boo! Oh, no! When is that ever going to happen? So anyone who watches football knows two things. Their uncle's opinions on the national anthem protests. Goo. And that Bud Light is the official beer of the NFL. It's also the official beer of 28 of the 32 league teams. Really? And as such, yeah, and as such, while we may joke about Bud Water, Bud Light's a trustworthy brand. Sure is. I, now I'm really curious as to what four teams have gone independent in their so, beer sponsors. So this is, this is we have, so we have basically more or less the research on that. Green Bay, that's going to be Miller Lite. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. that makes sense. You, 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 you can't go Denver Broncos. Yeah. You're going to tap the Rockies. Oh, yep, ah, so that's yeah. got to be cool. Right. Okay, okay. New England Patriots, they're taking a swing with theirs. Sam Adams. Sam Adams, yeah. Yeah, that makes, sense. that makes sense, too. Also, makes reasonably good beer, and, and, unlike the other option. And good times. Well, and that's the other one. Oakland Raiders is inexplicably toilet wine. Oh, that mm. makes sense. <laughs> that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. That's not technically a beer. Yeah, well, it's not technically. Nor is it yeah. mass-produced. Yeah. <laughs> it hits you like beer. Uh, however, Bud Light is the official beer of the Cleveland Browns, and on Tuesday, we'll begin placing eight-foot, quote, victory fridges filled with ice-cold Bud Light bottles into ten Cleveland-area bars that purchase them. If the Browns win, 
People get free beer. Mm. That sounds dangerous on 500 different levels. Well, here's the thing. If you've ever been to a bars with like a bunch of funny signs on the walls, oh, maybe yeah. your uncle's basement. Shenanigans. This is basically <laughs> this is basically the uh, free beer tomorrow sign done on a mass scale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're all familiar with the free beer tomorrow sign. Oh, yeah. Uh, so when the clock. Oh, and you can just leave that sign up because then it's. It's always tomorrow, right. so you know. Well, oh, you know, I knew that's clever. I knew you would like it. <laughs> that's it's, clever, it's, Joel. Tomorrow, tomorrow. There's always tomorrow. It's always a day away. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. When the clock strikes zero, I wish to say, if the clock strikes zero mm. on the Browns' first <laughs> win, their last win was the Week 16 season, uh, the Week 16 game of the 2016 season. So that's over mm. a year ago. When the clock strikes zero, if the clock strikes zero on their first win, the electromagnet that keeps the fridges locked will be turned off through a Wi-Fi connection, Whoa. opening all of them for fran- fans to enjoy free of charge. Wow. Bartenders trampled to death as fans <laughs> bum rush the Bud Light victory right? fridge. How big is this fridge where it can support free beers for an entire bar? Uh, I think like imagine like a vending uh, uh like a convenience store fridge yeah that's like a one and a half of those okay so it, it can with... hold maybe 150 beers yeah this... basically they have uh, I think I have it here uh it is 200 to 300 16 ounce aluminum bottles okay yeah that's enough that can that this, can drink this a sounds bottle. like a, a marketing ploy with all the foresight of nickel beer night. <laughs> Also, I believe in Cleveland. So. Well, here's the thing. Not mentioning the story is the infrastructure improvements paid for by Anheuser-Busch, like getting the you know uh, Cleveland sports bars Wi-Fi. Yeah. There we go. So that was a, yeah. a hell of an investment there. Sure. Capital, capital expenditure step. right yeah. there. Uh, Andy Goler, Bud Light's vice president of marketing, said the brand and the team wanted to do something special to reward the loyalty of the fans, but in a way that allowed them to spend no money. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Hey, man, there's a world in which nobody gets any beer. Yeah. It's kind of the best promotion ever because what is the wholesale value of 300 beers and a fridge for Budweiser? And also, the, apparently, the people are buying. Bucks? The bars had to buy the fridge. Oh. Yeah. Oh, then, what the fuck? No, then, the beer was free. Sure. Bars had to buy the fridge because the fridge is like the marketing. The what is a bar like going to do with bucks. the fridge? Yeah. It's a victory fridge, no, Joel. I, I'm I sure know. you can figure it out. Right. I'm just a little surprised that the company that came up with Born on Dating for its beer <laughs> right. is, is, is going out with this ploy where, you know, it, it might be years before those beers are consumed. Sure. Oh, well, Joel, <laughs> the article has an unintentionally sick burn. <laughs> Goler says, that's the VP of marketing. The beer brand will change out the beer every month, if necessary, <laughs> to make sure the product stays fresh. Okay, so that can get a, that can get a little expensive, but still not expensive. Well, and also they, they still, the beer is still good after a month. Yeah, oh, yeah. I what? Mean, yeah, we just what, want the freshest product possible. What, what happens to the unused Cleveland Victory beer? Oh, they Where cut off the middleman and they that? dump it right in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the idea of celebrating the first win might seem like a touchy subject, but team officials embraced it. Call it a controversial stance, but they also want to win games. Yeah, what what choice do they have? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if you're that upset about it, here's a, here's a thought. Win a game. <laughs> Quote, obviously we are nowhere near satisfied with our win totals in recent seasons, and our fans <laughs> deserve much better, said Brown's chief operating officer, Dave Jenkins. 
While some may characterize it as celebrating one victory, we view this as an opportunity to thank Browns fans for their unwavering support while also looking forward to our goal of rewarding Cleveland with a consistently winning football team. I would think that someone as the director of operations for the Cleveland Browns would be a little bit more irreverent than that. <laughs> the solemnity with which he delivered that is, uh, is yeah, it's it's not it's not it's not fitting. Well, also, it's letting other people hypothetically give away free beer and being a good sport about it is the definition of the least you could do. Yeah, yeah, like no, 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 yeah, that. that that's a great idea. On top of subjecting all of these people to the awful fucking football team you've had in place, you're going to deprive them of free alcohol? Well, there are rules. One more rule. Okay. Fans must be in the bar when the clock strikes zero just to ensure that every person there is already carded and of legal drinking age. Ooh. And also, no Johnny-come-lately is just coming off the street There's gonna be looking some... for a free beer. Yeah. A couple of smokers are going to be real upset. <laughs> that said, if you are in Cleveland at some point this fall and you're walking around and all of a sudden you notice it starts raining frogs and the sky turns red, you should pop into the closest bar because that means you're on the verge of getting some free beer. Right. But if you're in Cleveland and you're outside, your life's not going okay. <laughs> Joining us now in the podcast, one of our favorite guests, the one, the only, Joe LaCava. Hello, it's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you it's on. It's good to be back on the podcast. Absolutely. You are a uh, caddy to one Tiger Woods. Oh, yes, I'm Tiger Woods' caddy. <laughs> a loyal, loyal caddy I am. We Absolutely. learned that uh, the last time you were on, you kind of told us the, the caddy code. Oh, yeah, you could, you could tell your golfer what to do. But not more than two times. The third time, it gets the caddy code. Yeah. You can implore him once. <laughs> implore him even harder second time. But by the third time, you're asking for a punch in the face. Yeah, no, that's absolutely yeah. true. It was fascinating. It really made me think that we should just make the whole show about caddies. Aye, but it's a, a, a caddy's way. We're supposed to try to protect the person who are caddying for. Yeah. Which You gotta uh, look out for him. <laughs> no, we, no, we understand, and, and and honestly, you were trying to look out for Tiger when he oh, w- had yes. the DUI. Oh, well, tried to look out for him, didn't go so well. Yeah, but- tried to look out for him for his marriage too. Didn't invite me on the podcast during that time. No, but- I have some stories. But hey. <laughs> Uh, I mean, as much as I do want to hear those stories. Hi, but this is a comeback tale. Right. Absolutely. We, I was this... going to say, you, you clearly did a good job long term here. Ah, uh, yes. Because here's, here's Tiger finishing second at the, uh, the PGA I was playing the long game, which has you learn in golf, not as important as the short game. <laughs> well, I mean, but that's what caddies do. Play the short game. <laughs> Wait, the short game and the long? Wait, which, which... I was playing the long game right. by using short game tactics. <laughs> Oh, okay, well, that makes I, sense. Yes, Tiger came in second. Good yeah. little payday for him. Just nice little tip for me. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. How much well, of that? Uh, how much of that? Uh, gave me $30, which for a caddy, <laughs> it's pretty good. For, you know, a caddy at like a par three club, maybe for. Hi, uh, caddies don't ask for more than $30. It's considered rude. Really? <laughs> We're in it for the love of the game and the love of our golfers. Well, I mean, that Hi. is important. You but want... I have to admit, Tiger... Have you, have you asked other caddies in the PGA Tour about this? Because and caddies aren't allowed to talk to other caddies. <laughs> it's part of the caddy code. Uh... We're very loyal to our golfers. Well, Don't where... want any secrets yeah. to slip. We're like the Russian spies and the Americans. Where did you Laser learn the focus. caddy code from if you're not allowed to talk to other caddies? Oh, it was written on a tablet that's been passed down <laughs> generation to generation. After you read it, you got to bury it in your backyard. And you've got to then write that down on another tablet where you had it. 
Then you got to put that in the safe. So what What young caddy once dug the tablet up from your backyard? Oh, you can never know because you can't talk to other caddies. <laughs> so, th- first of all, I don't want to get too Tiger in the came way. in second, though. Tiger came in second. This Hi. was incredible. And I have to say, he really did something for the ratings. Well, yeah, they oh, were yes. saying people like watching Tiger Woods, especially on yeah. Sunday. He's wearing red. It's a tradition. Oh, yes, it's a tradition. So many people tuned in for the game. I had to keep it from getting to his head. Well, how do you mean? Oh, as soon as he did that, he said, oh, the television audience, I'm getting addicted again. Getting addicted to the limelight. I got to do more to keep my grasp yeah. on this huge, huge audience. And no, I went, better limelight than painkillers. Oh, that was a low blow. He's <laughs> yes, off of them yeah, now. Come on, Joe. He's doing pretty good. I couldn't help it. Oh, but immediately he said, oh, I want to be a Kardashian now. <laughs> and I went, Tiger, I don't think you should be a Kardashian now. <laughs> they don't They don't really have an honorable career. Sure, they got the ratings, but at what cost? No, you don't want to be a Kardashian. <laughs> and he said, I think I do want to be a Kardashian. I'm going to make a sex tape. I'm going to start making a sex tape, and I'm going to release it, and then I'm going to call E. I'm going to call Seacrest Productions, and I'm going to get myself a reality show, and then I'm going to have a big old family, and I'm going to get them to all participate in my own terrible terrible behavior and oh. i'm gonna show a life of opulence and that would be a very very shallow show and i went tiger i know this is time number two but you really shouldn't <laughs> you really really shouldn't try to be a kardashian it's not a good move for you you should focus on golf that's what you're good at tiger you should he said you know what i'm gonna be a kardashian no matter what you tell me and i said fine that's the third time i'm not gonna tell you otherwise <laughs> uh, I, i'm sorry I, I not to interrupt joe yeah but uh when you said to be a kardashian you just meant like it like he's not gonna marry in this oh no he's like, gonna follow the trajectory the blue, of a kardashian blue, star no. okay got it. yeah the he didn't mean print. it laterally well, you, well, you can't know. be a kardashian laterally there Doesn't are single sense. kardashians left right yes but he's in a very long-term relationship now i forget her name <laughs> i'm not allowed to talk to her it's part of the caddy code okay yeah so that's it. Tiger's now going to be chasing the ratings, trying to follow the path of Kardashian. Well, I mean, like, there's got to be more, I don't know, uh, I mean, level-headed ways to embrace this new popularity. Oh, yes, absolutely. And you know what? The more he thought about it, when he started thinking about it, he said, sure, I'll follow the path of Kardashian in terms of stardom, but there's really better ways. And I said, oh, thank goodness he came to that realization. <laughs> so I wasn't allowed to tell him it was a bad idea again. He really? said, I'm going to go on America's Got Talent. <laughs> and I went, Tiger. You're already an all-star golfer. <laughs> you yeah. have talent. We yes. know. You got a lot of talent. You got more talent than Howard Stern. You got more talent than Heidi Klum. You got more talent than the bald guy who did deal or no deal. You know what? Yeah, that's his name. Were all of these people on America's Got Talent? They're all they're all judges. Heidi Klum is a judge in America's oh, Got Talent. Oh, believe it or not, Heidi Klum is a judge in America's Got Talent. But yes. she's a model. She's a model. She's got some talent. What talent? But I said Tiger. Tiger, why would you go out of America's Got Talent? You're already showing the world you're talented. You're probably more talented than anyone who's ever been on America's Got Talent. You don't want to go that direction. Instead, you should keep winning golf tournaments. At the end of America's Got Talent, you could maybe win a million-dollar prize. You're winning million-dollar prizes all the time. It's true. You could go do a Hanes sponsorship. You can get a million-dollar prize. He said, you know what? I do want to be on America's Got Talent, though. Maybe I could do some sort of thing where I blindfolded and I putt and... Make a 16-foot putt when I blindfolded. I said, This is bad. This is bad. He's only got one card left to play. I said, Tiger, this is time number two, and I can't tell you again. But really, I think you need to evaluate your life choices a bit here. It's a really bad idea to go to America's Got Talent. They already know you're talented. And what if you don't win? You're going to show you're not talented. That's a bad move for someone of your stature. It's even scary to lose to, like, a puppeteer. Oh, he would. Because, you know, puppeteers... (laughs) 
That's what America votes for. They don't people vote for like someone who they've been watching like their talent for 20 years. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Is that Tiger really shouldn't do it? He said, I'm already on the phone with Howie Mandel. And I went, well, I can't tell you a third time to hang up. Joe, Doesn't make I, sense. Part of the caddy code. Can I give you a little piece of advice here? I really Please think do. that you should start breaking with the caddy code in this one place. No, you can't start. break with the caddy code. Joe, no, 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 I'm telling you, Joe. Joe, I would lose Joe, my job. I, I'm telling you for a second time here, I really think that you should consider... Breaking in this one place and continue oh, to giving Joel. the solid advice that you usually give. Joel, you not have not seen all times. of the washed up caddies at the washed up caddy bar. Oh, God, that sounds They call it the sad. After 18. It's in downtown Los Angeles. It's what? a speakeasy where only caddies go that have been booted from their golfer. Be that as it may, Joe. I'm going to say it again. I really think that you should consider breaking with oh, the caddy code no. in this one point. They, it, every night is karaoke night, and the only song you're allowed to play is All By Myself. <laughs> it's not a happy scene. You don't want that. Oh. And they can't, afford their, they can't afford their Arnold Palmers. They get thrown out every night. Every night you That's get it. thrown out. It's a, the bar it's, doesn't collect much money. I don't know of, how they stay afloat. So, so allow me to, to paint this picture here. It's a bunch of sad caddies who yeah. can't. Speak to each other because of the can't talk code. to each other. Right. Code. And they're they're you sitting can around. Sing to each other. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're sitting yeah, around. It's nice that you guys found a workaround. That's true. Drinking non-alcoholic drinks. Yeah, and listening as person after person goes up there and sings the same song. Just the same song all over. They're going over all by myself. That's how we do it in Scotland. Or wait, you can you can you do that a third time? The wannabe. All by myself. Yeah, we're well, not giving advice to anybody. <laughs> you're giving advice to yourself. You can do that as a caddy. You can't give it to a golfer. But yes, so Tiger, America's Got Talent, he's going to go for it. Oh, that's such a terrible idea. He doesn't such a that. terrible idea. He should be preparing for the Masters. Oh, but in- uh, there, was, there was one more real doozy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He said, you know how you become a star in this economy. Got to make it on CBS. I should call Les Moonves. Oh, no. Oh, and I said, Tiger, I don't know if you've been following the press, but you really shouldn't be calling Les Moonves right now. He's going, he's done some really bad things. You don't want to call Les Moonves because of your history. Not a great move, but just going to remind people of your history as well. You don't want that affiliation. I'm sh- I know you love Two and a Half Men. You thought it was hilarious with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> you even thought it was good with Ashley Kutcher, you don't want that affiliation. You'll stay away from Les Moonves. Don't you dare call him. And he said... I've already picked up the phone. I've dialed. I'm about to talk to Les Moonves. And I said, Tiger, this is my second time. (laughs) And you know that the second time is the last time for a caddy to give you advice. Remember all those great times I told you which way the greens are breaking. Remember the great times when I said, don't use a pitching wedge on this one. This is more of an eight iron lay. Remember those times where I said, look at the wind. You're going to want to hit into the wind, not against the wind, and that's how you're going to get very close to the green. <laughs> Remember how good the advice is that I gave you for all oh, so many years. Pretend that I'm giving you golf advice there, Tiger. Pretend that I'm giving you golf advice, except it's about Les Moonves. Don't you dare call him. You're going to sink your career. And then he said, hello, Les, it's Tiger. And I said, well, I can't tell you a third time. It's over. So I think he's going to be starring in his own sitcom this fall on CBS. Didn't, and then didn't the go right over to America's Got Talent. <laughs> and then immediately bump right over to E for his Kardashian-type show. He's going to be exhausted. He won't even have time to play golf. Oh, this seems like a really bad move yeah, for I'm going to be Joe. at the After 18 singing all by myself, probably, because they don't allow caddies on television sets. You know why? Why? It's a caddy code. 
<laughs> have you thought about maybe, maybe looking into a different golfer if Tiger leaves golf? Oh, no, that's not how caddies do it. No? As soon as your golfer leaves you behind, it's kind of like being the dog of a mummy. <laughs> Got to be buried with them. <laughs> yep. I mean, metaphorically, you end up at the after 18, but... Okay. You're like the person thrown onto the funeral You're pyre. used goods! <laughs> you can't be another golfer's caddy. It's not the caddy's way. Oh, Joe, I don't yep. know what to tell you. I really I really hope Tiger comes to his senses about this. No, I have had a good run. <laughs> I know, I just feel like he's, his, his talents are wasted in network television. Yeah, but you know how many tournaments Tiger's played in. Oh, multiply that by $30 per tip. I'm doing pretty well for myself. <laughs> wow. Well, hey, it's been a pleasure to it's have you. It's been great on. to be here. Thank you for having me. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Oh, it's wide world weird sports time. Everyone loves wide world weird sports. Wide world weird sports. What do we got this week? You know, this week's wide world weird sports, <laughs> part two of the 50 best trash talk lines in sports history. Bum, ba, da, dum, bum, 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 bum. In case you forget, we're at number 40. Charles Barkley can't respect his elders. What Charles Barkley said is, Dick Bavetta and Moses parted the Red Sea together. Uh, Probably calling them old. Yeah, who's, no, I... who's Dick Bavetta? Probably a player who was really old when Charles Barkley wasn't. Yeah, the basketball world could barely wait any longer for the 2007 NBA All-Star Game with 44-year-old Charles Barkley set to race 67-year-old referee oh, Dick Bavetta. Oh, I remember Bavetta. this. He did the race with yeah, him. Yeah, Barkley right. won the, the battle, and he dissed him on the way. Number 39, Bobby Knight's honor. So this is a Bobby Knight quote. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, make sure you send the children away. Sure. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want them to bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my ass. I feel like that's not original Bobby yeah, Knight. It was I, a little rhyme. I feel like that's... like bumper stickers. Yeah, that feels like, yeah, Bobby, Bobby Knight trying too hard. That wasn't off the cuff, Bobby Knight. Yeah, that was Bobby I, Knight I, trying I feel to like Maybe he something. invented it. The bumper stickers ripped him off. Yeah, that's possible. I don't think that's true. Yeah. Always an eloquent personality on that college basketball sideline was the editorial. Number 38, Shaquille O'Neal isn't bothered. Shaq said, I'm not worried about the Sacramento Queens. Write it down. Take a picture. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's pretty weak. Right. The Lakers would lose to the Spurs in the conference finals during that 2002-03 season, but Shaq and company never had to worry about their purple neighbors. Yeah, I mean, I don't think any NBA team has ever really had to worry about the Sacramento Kings. Except I thought it was a little weird that he called them the Sacramento Queens the insult. I feel like that's from a bygone era. No, that's true. Doesn't feel good anymore. Yeah, and I well, even at the time, I feel like that's some pretty low-hanging fruit. Yeah. That is. Number 37, Kael Sonnen's usual tone. Spelled C-H-A-E-L? Chael? I don't Kale Sonnen? I don't know who this person All is. All right, well, Kael Sonnen said, We only had one, and that was Shandella Powell, he replied. The other was the IQ card girl. Ariane Celeste kind of walks around and holds up their latest test score. One time, when there was a title fight... She got all the way up to five, and we were very proud of her. 
What was that nonsense? Yeah, she's uh, she's still the sexiest ring girl ever to approach the UFC, but we obviously couldn't exclude a Sonnen utterance. Apparently, she was a ring girl dissing on other ring girls in the UFC. Oh. I didn't. I didn't quite follow the other that, one. So what she was claiming was that Shandella Powell, another ring girl, uh, was holding up a ring card. So it was probably like round five, and that was her IQ. Yeah, oh, I gotcha. Well, up her latest test in fairness, score. there's a lot of you know really competitiveness about intellectualism amongst UFC ring girls. Oh sure, you know, it's yeah. obnoxious. Yeah, it it really is. Yeah. So number thirty six, Barry Bonds's honesty. Barry Bonds said. I'm not arrogant. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And the editorial... The two of this, are not mutually exclusive. Right, right. As Barry Bonds demonstrated throughout his career. Sure. But the editorial says, and juiced. Oh. Oh, oh cutting. He's In probably never heard that before. In his face. Number 35, Terrell Owens predictions. Terrell Owens said, get your popcorn ready because I'm going to put on a show. Weak, yeah. Weak. In that no way, like shape, or form is that. I feel like this is becoming mostly just us trash talking the person who wrote this article. Yeah, maybe this is the article. <laughs> Whoa, the editorial is. And for 15 seasons, he did racking up 1,078 receptions and 15,934 yards, along with a plethora of masterfully and arrogantly vibrant celebrations. Okay, pretty sure arrogantly is. Not a word. Number 34, Bart Scott's enthusiastic enjoyment. Bart Scott said, they can't stop a nosebleed, 25th in the league, and we the ones that get disrespected. Excluding the can't wait moment, considering the Jets lost to the Steelers at the AFC Championship game, this tirade was monumental. Rarely had the Pats ever been silenced so harshly. I like can't stop a nosebleed. I don't know. I think that's all right. What does he mean by can't stop a nosebleed? I don't I think even he's understand. He's insulting their defense. I'm assuming their rush defense. Oh, uh, yeah. Like they're yeah, not okay. going to be able to stop us, that sort of thing. That makes sense. Uh, 33, Dizzy Dean's determination. Wow. So 1930s trash talk. Uh, yes, it is 1930s trash talk. Very well, good. It's from the 1930s. Let's wait and see if it's trash talk as much of it as not been. Dizzy Dean said, it ain't bragging if you can back it up. That's the exact same quote as Barry Bonds, and it's not trash talk. Yeah, this was way before. <laughs> no, know. right. That's this, this feels that feels in the like Muhammad Ali though vein, where it's like yeah. it could be trash. That is kind of saying how good you are yeah. is a version of trash talk. Right. I I I feel like in order for it to be trash talk, it has to be pointedly directed at another individual. Okay. Well, he's the only NL pitcher to win thirty games in the post nineteen twenty live ball era. Dizzy Dean was a pioneer in the trash talk business. He predicted before the nineteen thirty four season that he and his brother Paul would collectively win forty five games, and they did. Mm. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> What's that quote from, uh, I think it's like Greg Maddox's brother. He's like, between the two of us, we've won 350 games. Yeah. <laughs> Number 32, Lamar Woodley heats up a rivalry. Lamar Woodley said, in order for the Ravens to get to the Super Bowl, they have to beat us, and we're not going to let that happen once we get that close. So that's not going to happen in this lifetime. Okay, so technically trash talk. But in uh, no way, shape, or form entertaining or eloquent. Yeah. I cannot understand why anyone other than like the sports writer who got the quote would ever repeat that quote for any reason. Uh, the syntax is not good. Word selection, not strong. So you liked it. 
Uh, yeah. uh, the yeah. editorial was rego- regarding Joe Flacco's chance of winning a title. So supportive. Flacco. Flacco. Uh, number 31, <laughs> uh, Alexander Ovechkin questions the media. So Alexander Ovechkin said, you think this season is over? Yeah. Not, that's not, that's Down three to one is. to the Rangers in the first round of the 2009 playoffs. The Capitals eventually came back and won the series in seven games. Yeah, I mean, after he said, "You think this season is over?" But then their season ended when they lost in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, but still, they came back from that one. The season wasn't over. Yeah, but but again, definitely not trash talk. Well, we've got three more parts for this, so you guys better get on board, or this is going to be a painful <laughs> month. I'm hoping that they'll improve as we go. We've got 21 like more minutes of this thing that's going to be spread out over three episodes. So Let's can get. We, can we your get asses on can board? We get the name of the person who wrote this again. Uh, the name of the person who wrote this is Zach Pumerantz. Okay. In 2012. All right. Uh, so I, I say we start trash-talking Zach Pumerantz every time he has another awful addition to his list. All right. I'll bring him next week. And that brings it on to another <laughs> wide world of weird sports. Oh, look out, Zach Pumerantz. You're about to get trash-talked. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings a close to the sports, sports, sports podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring back Tiger Woods' caddy, Joe LaCava. Hey, it's a pleasure to be back. Could you give them our contact Of course I can. Please? You can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast while you're there. Make sure not to talk to any caddies. If you're a caddy, it's against the caddy code. <laughs> or you can find us on Facebook. Piece. We're going to facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. While you're there, make sure to check out Tiger Woods' page. Don't give him any advice, though. That's my job. That's two pieces of contact information. R. Oh, I'm not talking to a, a golfer. <laughs> so if any golfers okay. are listening, don't listen to the third part. <laughs> Can't give you three pieces of advice. Can't tell you thrice. So you should find all of our back episodes at soundcloud.com slash parts and number three podcast. That's soundcloud.com slash parts and number three podcast. While you're there. Make sure to listen to all of the episodes that you heard, especially the ones about golf. It's America's game. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. Maybe I should take up golf. Bye, Bye Joel. Joel.